Welcome to Digest and Invest, the podcast from eToro that brings you the top financial stories and discusses their effect on the markets. The content that will be discussed is intended for information and educational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice or investment recommendation. Make sure you understand the risks involved in trading before committing any capital and never risk more than you are prepared to lose. Past performance is not an indication of future results. And now on to the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of the Digest and Invest podcast. I'm joined today by Ben Le- with Ben Laidler. Ben, how are you? Yeah, good. Sun's shining. Uh, markets aren't, but uh, I'll take one. <laughs> the sun is shining. It's it is too hot. If anyone's watching this on YouTube, uh, and that's a reminder that you can, of course, watch it on YouTube. You'll see there's a bit of a red glint to my face, and it's not because I've been for a run or anything like this. It's just because it's too hot. It's too hot. So maybe I think tomorrow I'm going to have to go into the office for a bit of aircon. Um, we're recording this uh, at, and this is for our UK listeners, at 2.18 p.m. So we're uh, just off the back of an inflation reading, which we're going to talk about. We'll have to talk about that now in, in the early reaction. Uh, we're also discuss amazon prime day which took place yesterday and today and then we'll finish up by talking about the u.s uh, bank earnings which of course are kicking off this week um ben i I know it's 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 a thankless task trying to talk about an event literally straight after it's happened um i mean people might listen to this podcast in a few days time and markets have had another story and they reversed or whatever but uh what are your what are your initial thoughts following this inflation number yeah so normally i would sort of ridicule you if you're asking me the question but you know <laughs> inflation is the most important number in markets right now yes. uh, it's literally driving everything um, you know, the number of the hikes and in interest rates that we're going to have, the rising recession fears, uh, the risks to corporate earnings, you know, all the other things we care about basically all come from what's going on with inflation. Um, and the bad news is that, you know, even though we were all braced for a bad number, uh, of course, it came in even worse than that. Yeah. Uh, so inflation was up 9.1% in the US uh, in June. Uh, it was a new 40 year high um, and it was up from the 8.8% number we saw we saw last month. Now, obviously, this has sort of freaked markets out a bit, uh, and it'll keep the Fed hiking pretty aggressively, um, you know, by at least 75 basis points at the next meeting, which um, which is coming up on the 27th of July. Um, so that's all the bad news. Um, at, at risk of being the sort of um, perpetual optimist, I would just say scratch the surface a little bit, and there are some sort of there there are some small bits of good news. I mean, core inflation. Which, as I was sort of joking earlier, you know, only matters to the Fed. Yeah. Um, given that you know we don't pay core inflation, we pay headline inflation. But you know, core inflation, which the Fed follows very closely, which strips out energy and food prices, uh, did fall for the third month in a row uh, to a much more reasonable five point nine percent. And since June, we've seen some pretty big falls in oil prices and yeah. agricultural commodity prices. And this is important because those are the two things. That have been driving that 9.1% increase in headline inflation. So energy prices are up 40% in the last uh, year or so um, in inflation terms. Food prices are up uh, 10%. Um, and then we also saw air, airfare prices come down in the, in yeah, the inflation sure report. That. So it's so a bottom line. You know, this is a bad report. 
Uh, but there is room for, you know, an easing of inflation in coming months, um, especially with this sort of recent decline in oil and ag prices that we've seen. And, and so I still think we're on track for um, probably a pretty bumpy summer of the Fed just keeping its foot to the floor, hiking interest rates aggressively. But the closer we get to the end of the year, I think that's when the Fed's going to stop. Uh, and that gives room for markets to perform better. Yeah. If, if, if you're if you're the Fed following this, do, do you think they... They all, uh, I don't imagine they communicate via WhatsApp. If they had a WhatsApp group, do you reckon they'd be like, right, one of you's got to get out here and say something to the markets that, you know what, we expect next month's inflation reading to be heavily affected by the lower oil price and actually it's, it's going to be okay. Do you reckon they're priming someone to uh, to get out and speak to markets? Uh, maybe. I think the first message is going to be, we're just going to increase interest rates a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I think their first goal here is not to lose credibility, um, to be out in front of this, uh, to show that they're responding. Uh, and that's why I think certainly in the near term, they're going to keep increasing interest rates very aggressively because, you know, the risk here is that it just sort of slips a little bit out of control and becomes this sort of self-fulfilling prophecy, right? If everyone's expecting inflation just to keep you know ramping up. So I think they're going to want to get out ahead of that. So I think big interest rate hikes to come. Um, I think they'll take the head the decline in commodity prices for sure, uh, but I think the other thing they're really looking at, which hasn't moved yet, was uh, is the labour market. Remember that big jobs report we had last Friday? Last Friday, uh, yeah. They're going to want to see those labour market numbers sort of loosen up a bit. Um, so I guess that is um, the one indicator that hasn't um, moved in our direction yet, and the Fed's just going to keep raising interest rates until it does. Yeah, and and that next Fed meeting for those listening and wondering is in two weeks time july the 27th uh, for those that are listening in the uk that will be 7 p.m for the announcement 7 30 for the press conference uh, initial market reaction uh, for those that are also wondering uh, you saw obviously dollar strength following that release you saw bitcoin come under pressure you saw gold come under pressure so much for those being hedges against inflation at the moment uh, and equities uh, also and euro usd touched parity again and did actually blip a little bit below it's really fascinating watching that actually unfold um on the battle uh, around parity between the euro bulls uh, if they do exist anymore uh, and the bears um look let's move on then and talk about amazon prime day and anyone that joined our webinar that we did on monday will will have a bit of an insight to our thoughts about this um and i'm sure there are some listeners that know exactly what amazon prime day is and have taken advantage of some of these sales but why do you think it could be you know not as important for amazon but important for the broader market and are there any early indications that it's been a success or a failure so far so this is one of the biggest global consumer events uh, of the year um, so it started yesterday and it runs through the end of today. Uh, Amazon offers, you know, deals to its over 200 million Prime subscribers uh, globally or in the 20 markets, actually, that uh, Prime Day runs, you know, globally. It's a real global event. Uh, and we also see, you know, other big retailers, you know, like Walmart and Target and, you know, sort of basically piggybacking on the on this event with, with, with their own deals. And, and the reason we care about it, I mean, it's obviously important for Amazon, but the reason we care about it more broadly is it's just a real-time indicator of the health of the consumer at a time when you know recession risks are rising pretty fast, and one of the big sort of 
bulwarks against that recession is the fact that consumers uh, are in pretty good shape and have been, you know, continue to sort of open uh, their wallets. Uh, it's also a sign for the health of e-commerce. Um, you know, e-commerce stocks haven't done well this year. Uh, we've had this sort of shift back from online spending to sort of spending of sort of physical stores uh, after the pandemic. So, you know, I think it's important for all those reasons. It's important for Amazon. It's important for the economy. It's important for sort of online. Um, in terms of the expectations or, or where we are, I mean, it's a bit early um, to see so far. But, you know, the expectations coming into this um, were definitely for a slowdown relative to what we've seen in, in sort of recent years. I mean, Amazon has been pushing Prime Day a little bit less. Uh, consumers are obviously under a bit uh, more pressure, but the forecasts are still for sort of solid double digit gains. Uh, and if we get that, um, I still think that's a pretty good result. Uh, and as I like to say, you know, markets are in a race here between sort of inflation and the Fed and recession. And, you know, the stronger sort of corporates and consumers can sort of hang in the meantime, the more time that we basically buy for us not to go into recession and for inflation to come down. So, you know, the the, the stronger the consumer is right now, um, in many ways, um, the, the better. Yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to see uh, how the market takes these last two days and, and, and goes from there. And like you said about the expected uh, sort of double digit returns or whatever, just goes to show or it will, will go to show just how important it is what the market is pricing in. Just like the inflation reading, if we were going into this uh, reading and we were all told it's going to be 9.3 and it comes in at 9.1, which is obviously still higher, the market's probably higher um because of it so it's, it's so interesting you know what the market price is in and how it moves off of that uh and i imagine you'll see similar things regarding the the price action following uh the the amazon prime day sort of results and and at the moment i know there'll be many people checking in on amazon share price and uh, from a technical level of support that 102 level which i'm sure many people have marked up is so so important been tested multiple times and as long as it stays above that i think there's room for optimism currently trading at 109 as of yesterday uh, and we're actually three minutes away from the cash open right now uh so yeah that would be an interesting one especially an hour after the inflation reading uh the, we've mentioned it briefly uh on the call of course about the, the importance on the call on the podcast the importance of earnings um and it's our last subject today to focus on the u.s banks in uh in particular you know typically they they mark the start of the earnings season uh, but what we're expecting from them you know I, I i guess some people might have thought that banks would be doing really well in a period where you know interest rates are going up you know the central banks are more hawkish but of course that's not always the case especially as you get to this this period right so you know, banks on the face of it have a lot going for them, right? They're generally helped by high interest rates. You know, they can charge you more for loans. Uh, they pay big dividends. Uh, it's also the cheapest sector in the market. Uh, but as you say, they performed very poorly this year uh, because all those positives are just completely overwhelmed yeah. by this, these fears of rising uh, recession. Um, so it's going to be a mixed quarter. Uh, they kick off JP Morgan, I think, on, on Thursday. Um, you know, expectations are the overall profits for about a quarter. Um, now it's a, it's a bit messy because the underlying businesses are going to look a lot better than that. Uh, you're seeing stronger lending um, as you know demand's picking up as sort of consumers and companies sort of run down their savings a little bit. Uh, you're seeing wider profit margins uh, again as these sort of interest rates uh, have risen. Uh, that's the good news. Uh, you know, the bad news, which is really driving the um, the sort of headline decline is that they're going to take bigger loan loss provisions 
as they prepare for this slowdown or this recession. Uh, and they're also seeing higher costs coming through. I mean, they're not immune from the inflation we're seeing. Um, you know, they're paying higher wages. Uh, they're investing a lot in, in technology. Um, uh, and, and this is a pity. It's a pity, actually, that financial start earnings season, because this is going to be the weakest sector, probably, yeah. in, the whole of, in the whole of the earnings season. I mean, if the S&P 500 overall, uh, we're looking for something like 10% revenue growth and 5% uh, profits growth. Uh, and in Europe, actually, the number is going to be even better. Um, you're going to have those growth rates pretty much twice um, what you're seeing in, in, in the US. So I would hope if we get those numbers, when all is said and done, uh, that's going to be a little bit of relief for markets to these sort of recession fears that are sort of building under the surface. And if we get a big miss, obviously, then it's just going to stoke those fears. So uh, earnings are always important. But I think this earnings season is um, you know more important now than ever. Yeah, absolutely. As you said, JP Morgan tomorrow and then, yeah, quite a few banks on the Friday, all, of course, before uh, the market open um, rather than after the market close, which can happen Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, so, yeah, a big week. We're pretty much halfway through. The cash opens have started on the Wednesday. We're an hour after the inflation number. I guess we can hope uh, for the best, but prepare for the worst, I guess, is is probably the, right. the story for the rest of the day um, for those that are listening now. Watch out for that Fed WhatsApp group is what I say. Um, but look, Ben, thank you very much for, for joining. As usual, people can head over to the Toro Academy where you've got podcast guides, videos, blogs, everything that your heart can desire and more. Um, and yeah, Ben, thank you very much. Thanks, everybody. Trade safe. Take care. You've been listening to Digest and Invest from eToro. For more information, visit eToro.com. <laughs>